0: Hello, and welcome to Zora Talks. On this episode of Zora Talks, we interview Rochelle Luis, the co-founder and chief operating officer of LifeWeb360. Her company focuses on creating live memories for those who have passed away. We'll discuss how her company works, who is served by it, and what some people are doing to honor their loved ones. Let's jump in. Michelle, thank you for joining us on the Zora Talks podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to to talk to you today. Well, let's just jump right in. And if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, what has your journey been and what led you to LifeWeb360?
1: Sounds good. Yeah. So I'm Michelle Lewis. I'm co-founder for LifeWeb360. I'm originally from New York city. I currently live in Chicago by way of the Bay area my journey as an entrepreneur actually started when I decided to go back to school after, you know, a a career, a successful career in design and architecture to understand how, you know, we get the money and finance the things that we want to build. And that led me to get my MBA at the Northwestern School of Management, um, where I ended up co-founding Life of 360 while still in school there. Um, And uh, the idea really came out of an entrepreneurial class they offered uh, called New Venture Discovery which was really focused on um, getting out of the building and seeing if what you think is a problem is truly a problem by talking to the people who might be experiencing it. Um, and so we spent that, that semester getting out the building and, t- and talking to people who um, had, had lost a loved one. We focused our, our problem at the time was the stresses of funeral planning and so we had conversations with people who had lost a loved one, planned a funeral, um, to better understand like where sort of the, the, the pain existed. Um, and there was one conversation in particular that um, really pivoted uh, our exploration to be around this idea of fading memories and what we can do to keep the memories of a loved one who has passed away alive. Um, and it was um, a, a friend of my co-founders who had lost his older brother uh, he was in his early teens, his older brother was in, in, in his late 20s, and he knew his older brother as an older brother figure, um, but he knew a few of the stories of his older brother as a peer from some of his older brother's friends, and he, now he was about the age of his older brother in his, in his uh, later 20s, and he talked about being terrified of losing these memories of his brother that exist with these other friends that those relationships are fraying as well. And so this idea this, like of being terrified of these memories and losing them in this day and age where every, our lives are captured and digital seemed like, okay, there's something there that feels like we can solve for. Um, and, and we heard this over again of like, how do I introduce the full life of my brother, of my mother, of my grandmother, who has passed away to these people that are in my life? Um, how do I stay connected to the community they created? Um, how do I not miss on the things that I didn't know i know of the full lives they lived. And so we looked at the, the space of really, you know, uh, memorializing your loved ones in different ways. And we noticed that there was a gap and a lot of workarounds. Um, and so we said, you know, let's, let's try to see if we can bring our solutions to the market. And that, that's where we started. So we did a lot. We were lucky enough to, have, to be still in school when we started this process. And uh, once we graduated, we continued to continue building the business.
0: Yeah, that, that's awesome. And especially because I, don't, I know a lot of people have ideas and it sounds like you put a lot of market research into it. So it was a, you know, something that was founded on actually hearing people's stories. Um, I think your your company, it's, it's, it's like a sad topic, but it makes so much sense. It's a simple solution to what people are, are looking for when they lose a loved one. Tell us a little bit about some of your success stories. Do you have any? I know you just mentioned the one where you founded the company, but do you have any particular success stories you wanna share? Yeah, definitely. Um, So uh, a little bit about Life for
1: 360, I realized I didn't give the overview of who we are and what we do. Um, we're a digital space where communities can collaboratively capture and curate the memories of a loved one who has passed away, honoring their life in an authentic way. I um, and essentially our platform it helps facilitate the place to you know, manage the collection of these memories and identifying the community that holds them with a the platform where we can share stories, photos, videos, in a space that really celebrates that person's life. And the community can now create a gift of these memories that are curated, um, that uncover the moments of impact of that person's life. And also it preserves the support network of that community, so when the family is ready, they have these memories to come back to, and we've also identified the community that is there to support them by re-engaging them on um, important dates and ways to support the family. Some successes when we first we we first launched our platform out into the market in January 2020, um, so a little bit right before the start of the pandemic, mm. um, and we've had you know hundreds of life webs since then, uh, thousands of memories shared by friends, families, coworkers. Person I met in the store once. <laughs> uh, some of the stories that we, we've seen on the platform, and we've been lucky enough to be able to honor, have our platform be used to celebrate the life of New York Times bestsellers. We've had five yeah. CEOs on the platform. One of our most successful, one which was one of the, the first that we did, was for Clayton Christensen, who passed away at the end of uh, at the end of January. Uh, Harvard business leader, who one of the founders mm-hmm. of the jobs to be done framework. And that was LifeWeb that you know ended up receiving hundreds of memories from students, from colleagues, from other business leaders who were inspired by his work, business leaders that he worked with, from his family, from his Mormon community. Um, and that was really a place where people recognize sort of the value of a platform where we can do, where we can bring all these desperate communities that a person may have been a part of, bring them together and show how that person that we're celebrating showed up in life and like impacted all these different people. And so that was one really successful one for us. And we continue to have several like those on our platform where, you know, even for a small family where, you know, these moments of impact and these stories are are brought out on on how like they they showed up in the world. Um, One of the things we do is when the memories are shared, every memory is uh, is is provided with the life thread of like how how is this memory part of that person's life? Is it part of their childhood moments? Is it uh, a family moment? Is it a friend moment? A time of their, when they were in high school, and and these help to uncover the meaning of that impact of that moment, as well as sort of like where it lived within that the part of the celebration of that life. Uh, so another life web that comes to mind in which the that brought out success for that family was one life web where. Uh, we later learned from the woman who started it, she had started it for her mother who had passed recently passed away. And we learned later after she had used the Life Web for, for quite some time that because of the Life Web, because of all these different memories that were shared by different people, the family had noticed a bunch of different memories from different seasons at this one particular park and realized how important that park was for their mother. And so they decided that their next celebration of life was going to be at this park. So these wow. are these, these opportunities in which meaning is pulled out of like these connections from the memories of this person that is, is, is added to our
0: platform, um, that, that right there is also a success for us. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's so smart because I think when you're, you're around family, but it's usually around key holidays and everyone has their own lives. So it's so smart to, um, collaborate and have, uh, everyone out in the community and the person, the people that. That person interacted with, tell that story of that person because I'm sure the families families are getting so many stories that they never heard of. It's almost like, to me, when when you're talking, it made me think about getting your um, your DNA tested and finding out about like your family history. It's a little bit of like that, but it's more so um, present day. You know, present day. What was that person's background and history like? So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and I think your name, LifeWeb360, really captures what your company does provide so smart as well in terms of choosing your name so how much does this all cost what is the cost and what are people looking at when they want to use your service
1: uh so life webs are free to create it's free hmm. to get started each life web includes a three-month memory collection period where you can collect as memory unlimited amounts of memories uh like that stories videos photos and then there's a $35 annual sponsorship to extend that memory collection um, so that you can purchase or uh, someone in the community can purchase. Part of that is like, you know, everyone may not be ready to share right at that moment. Some Someone may be ready to share, you know, several months later, a year later, everyone's on a different emotional timeline of how they want to sort of bring their moments and their memories to, to a, a life page to honor that person. But then you can also purchase you know, custom URLs and other premium features to curate and collect sort of the memories on your platform. And again, anyone can sort of sponsor a life web for the family, a friend, a coworker, anyone can really start it. We also have additional revenue streams on content created from the memories that are shared, such as a physical memory book, where the memories can be uh, taken off of the live web and printed into a physical book to be held to be cherished to that can be shared and 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 printed for several people in the family etc then premium features as well as uh, we have partnerships with organizations like hospital and hospices hmm.
0: so how long does the the live web stay up um active how long is it live so it is live for as it we never take a life
1: warp down. It's really about the collection period. So the life warp remains static on on the page unless you extend the ability to actually add additional content on there. And so that, that's, that's sort of our reverence. We don't want to take the memories away. What we learned is that there's always new memories. There's always new things you learn about your person. And to so be able to have that captured and, and collected in a single place that you can go to that has that level of reverence to really honor a person is what we're providing, especially in this day and age where you know, the way that we do traditional funerals is, 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 is declining. More and more people are being cremated. It will be up to 80% uh, in 20 years wow. where cremations overtake funerals in the U.S. Hmm. And so how we celebrate that person, particularly in this time where like we, our lives are captured digitally, we need a place where we can go back to celebrate that person's life. We're not going to the cemetery, right? Wow. Um, so this is sort of like Cemetery 2.0 a place where we can continue to celebrate that person, continue those bonds, but also because we're a digital platform, engage the whole community in those continuous, you know, milestones of celebration.
0: Wow. Yeah. And and like you mentioned earlier, you might even find a place that really resonated with that person. And instead of going to the cemetery, you go to that park or that beach or whatever was like most important in that person's life. But that's, yeah, that's the really great and and, uh, awesome idea and interesting idea uh, in terms of what you come up with. And so I'm just curious, how do do you actually get the word out? Are there any tactics that you feel have worked particularly well or tactics that you think haven't worked well? What what are you doing in terms of that?
1: Good question. Good question. To to date, a, a lot of most of our users who have come to a platform have come to us organically. We haven't done any sort of like active paid marketing, but... What we do do is, uh, is content and SEO. You know, creating valuable content that brings people to our platform. Things like articles on how to support a grieving friend. You know, social distancing and grief during the pandemic. Uh, a big one that has brought users to our platform, which we put out right at the beginning of the pandemic, was how to do a virtual. Uh, it was a DIY guide on how to do a virtual funeral, like step by step. How do you, you know, get the community together? How do you use Zoom? How do you get a, a master of ceremony? Like, how do you, how do you set this all up in this time where we can't come together, where our communities can't be in person to celebrate life, but we have platforms like Zoom and our platform? How do you integrate that to collect those memories to continue that that celebration over time? So we do a lot of content that's really based in sort of this, this place and time. And that has brought users to, to our platform. There's also a bit of a, of a virality aspect to um, our life webs. They are meant to be shared out to bring people in to share their memories. And we've seen sort of new life webs that have popped up in connection to a life web where they've shared a memory on one and they're like, oh, I want to have one for, you know, my mother who also just passed away. Um, so I'm going to create one and, and, and invite their, her community to come to share memories as well. So there's a, a little bit of that. Um, and then the third is sort of those, those partnerships some um,
0: with the hospices and the hospitals, uh, also bringing users um, to our platform. Hmm. Man, so many questions. Um, so one of the questions, actually, I'm going to go back to something you said a few minutes ago. Do you know why the cremation rate is going up, the percentage of people getting cremated? Do you have any idea on that? Uh, I'm kind think of curious. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. it's, it's important. I think a big part of it is that we're
1: just, just, in general, in a lot of ways, our communities are moving away from the traditional ways of doing things. And that involves the funerals, which have been, you know, in the U.S. particularly, going to a funeral home, that like really mad dash one day, you know, one week burial and like The ability, people are looking more and more for the ability to authentically celebrate their person. And because of various factors, uh, cremations provide a little bit more time for you to do what you want to do uh, to celebrate that person. That may be an aspect to it. I think there's various reasons uh, as we continue to sort of expand globally, you know, different traditions in end of life also expand and so there's different ways that we have been exposed to that people want to try to and see as being more authentic to celebrating their person than the traditional ways of doing a funeral and i think that's part of the reasons why i think cremations have been expanding yeah. another big reason as well is burials and funerals are quite very expensive
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: cremations are much less so so the money that you spend on the burial like, the burial versus cremation, that money can be spent on the actual celebration of that life, right? So the, those are the trade-offs that we see people sort of making
0: it. And I think that's the reason why. Interesting. So the other question that I had was, you mentioned you started, you launched the company in January of 2020. Were you planning on doing that or did COVID accelerate your launch? Yeah, so we actually launched, so we started- Before COVID. You, yeah, you started before, before COVID. COVID. Yeah, so we started in the
1: past in- the fall of twenty nine of 20, 2018, wow. rather. Um, oh, and, okay. and then we graduated from Kellogg in the summer or June of 2020, oh, sorry, I'm married, 2019. And then we had our first sort of like MVP product prototype out that summer. So 2020, January, 2020 was sort of the second iteration of that prototype where we felt we were ready to actually bring it out to the market. And that's when we launched that that product. So we were very much working on this way before sort of the, the pandemic, but the pandemic did bring out uh, awareness on the value that we were providing for families and really accelerated bringing that out to the market.
0: Yeah, it was like pretty good timing there. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a good and a bad thing in, in a way, but yeah. So um, great, great though that you, we able to offer that to so many families that were struggling during that time period. So I want to transition over to competition. So I know, you know, you had a good idea, but like lots of times when you have an idea, there's always somebody that had the idea as well, mm-hmm. or either latch onto your idea. Is there a lot of competition in this space?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting space where there are a lot of, there are a lot of things that people have done before what we see is a lot of workarounds of like what people try to do when they want to celebrate their 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 loved one. They may try to put a video together or a slideshow for the funeral, things like that. There are way too many sites who have tried to solve this problem by putting the funeral parlor onto a webpage and like <laughs> and that is the place that you're supposed to go where you know the funeral parlor, people don't wanna go back to the funeral home because it reminds you that your person died, right? It's, it's about that point in time but their life is you know expanded expanded past that point in time and even even after they've they've passed away and so they're looking for a place that they continue to have that reverence and remind them of the life that their person lived and what has been out there before a lot of it looks like it was built early in the 90s and did not take into that that into account the best sort of workaround or oh, the most adjacent workaround we've seen is Facebook, where, where our best analog is Facebook. But what we learned from talking to users who have done this on Facebook before is that it's not a space to have that reverence of keeping that person person's memory alive. It sometimes can become a place for like grief, grief tourism, where it's just more people are just sort of watching what's happening or just leaving their condolences. And then any memories that are actually shown on that platform Gets lost in the endless scroll, so it's not a place to actually be a collection to, to to store the memories of your person. And so there's 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 some competition out there, but they're not they're not taking the approach that we are, which is really about you know celebration celebration of life. Every aspect of our platform is a, is is about continued bonds. An example is we don't have anything in the past tense uh, on our platform because when your brother passes away. He still is your brother. He was not was your brother, right? That relationship still continues. It just looks a different way. And so we take the approach where it's about those moments in life that, you know, happened when he, when they were still alive. And we can share that. But also there's moments that we have with them in the future when we get together to remember them. That's also about their life as well. Um, and so that that's the approach that we take with our platform.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it makes me think about all the industries that have been disrupted, and it's almost like you disrupted the obituaries. So I wonder if this is the this is going to be the modern day obituary, and there's not going to be any more paper obituaries. Oh, I mean,
1: obituaries uh, are going by the, in, in the same route of the newspaper <laughs> in some in some instances. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. We definitely thought of ourselves early on as being sort of a positioning toward
0: mm-hmm. as an
1: alternative mm-hmm. to the obituary because there's more depth and more breadth that we can provide to capture those stories.
0: Hmm. So, did you win the uh, competition at your school for your idea? Uh, so, it wasn't a competition; it was a class. It was just a class. Okay, it was just <laughs> gotcha. A class. Okay, yes. yeah, it sounds like this would have been one of the top ones though, because you're you're totally yeah. disrupting a, a space. I,
1: I take that back at the end of the class we did do uh, for all, all the, the business ideas, we did do a sort of, it was everyone had to vote on where they wanted to. Everyone had fake dollars as, as a VC mm-hmm. where they can you know, mm-hmm. vote with their dollars on a company they would invest in. And we ended up being the company that the vast majority of the class invested in the most.
0: Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm not surprised. So I want to also talk about um, what do you think your product is going to look? We talked a little bit about the vision and how this fits in with the changing uh, way. People are are, um, the way people are acknowledging death. But what do you think uh, Life Web 360 is going to look like in five years? What about in what about in 10 years?
1: I think if we do this right, it probably won't look too different. It'll just be used in a lot of different use cases. Okay. Really, w- what we do is we make it super easy to collect the memories of a loved one uh, who has passed away, but it's really about collecting the memories in a moment in time in which the community is ready to share those memories. We make it easy by having the person who starts this life web easy to to bring in other people to help as admins who can you know, choose the privacy settings to control who can see and who can share memories, and then inviting that to the rest of the community that's ready to share their memories and making it easy for them to be able to share those photos, stories, video, video et cetera. And so what it really is about is you know, these continued connections around milestones, and the milestone that we're starting off right now is when someone passes away. So five, 10 years from now, we see there's you know, there's a lot of milestones in a person's life. Um, A lot of those moments when the community comes and they want to, you know, share a toast of of, um, the impact that person may have had. So like retirements, for example, you know, anniversaries, you know, 90th birthdays, any milestone in which we see, you know, there's this opportunity where the community wants to collect to share those memories of that person. We see that as a future use case for us to to go into 5, 10, 10 years from now. But that community building is a, a big aspect of it.
0: Yeah, there are so many use cases, uh, marriages, uh, new births, uh, anniversaries. Uh, the, the possibilities are endless. So I, I, what, what am I looking at here? The next billionaire? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> so I'm, it's been a great ride. It sounds like you've had a lot of successes, but what mistakes have you made along the way? It's interesting. Uh, I, I,
1: I don't think I, I frame anything as a mistake because I, I tend to believe in being iterative. And so everything is sort of building on top of the thing before it. So it's more like we haven't made mistakes, we've made learning opportunities. And so anything, we, we, put some, we have an idea, we put something in place, when it didn't work, we see what we can learn from it and how we can adapt it or change it so that we can put it out again, see what works. And so I think in that framing, there weren't really any mistakes, but uh, well, one, one thing that comes to mind is one of our first prototypes, right before we were going to launch, you know, we had you know, gotten our first you know, 10, 15 users and like, we were really getting to the next stage. where We were like, okay, what is our plan to get to the next 100? And we were about to launch with this new version of our prototype and we put it in front of a, a potential user who wanted to use it for advisor of theirs who had just passed away and completely teared it up (laughs) and was like, I I don't know if I can use this in in the way that I had hoped. And what we realized, I think it was incredibly enlightening for us because it was a reminder to just to constantly integrate the user in the process of developing an an idea. And so that was, I wouldn't say it was a mistake but it was definitely a a point of like, okay, we got to iterate on this again and use this new understanding to to see where we can provide the value that the users are actually looking for and not what we want. Okay,
0: that's in it. I I like the way you phrase it as it's an iterative process and you're building upon the last mistake. It's not really a mistake here. It's a learning process. So very smart philosophy. So what gets you up every day? What have been your biggest joys about what you do?
1: Biggest joys? eh. I think I, I talked a little bit about my background, being in architecture and building things. I, I like building things, particularly building things that meet uh, innate human need. And I think for me, seeing you know as these memories come come in every day, how you know people are learning something new about their person or finding a better way to hold on to those memories by using our platform because of something that you know we've built, my team built. That
0: that brings me a lot of joy you built something. Yeah. And I, I think that's what we all want to do. We want to build something and leave something a mark on the world. And you're able to do that with this, with this company. So congratulations on that. I, I also want to ask you, cause you're, 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 you're new and newer entrepreneur, but I'm sure you've had a lot of insights and learnings. And like you were saying, you're, you've been building upon your learnings. So what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs? I think the the biggest advice I I would give, and this comes from
1: the experience I had in grad school, getting my MBA, and even the example that I gave for how we've dealt with mistakes is you constantly find ways to talk to your users, talk to your your customers, integrate them into the process of anything that you're thinking about or building, because that will always re-guides you to where the opportunity is and how you can, if what you're building, the idea that you're creating to solve that problem is truly meeting the value or solving the problem that they're looking for. One of the first things we learned is if you are solving it, particularly early on, it doesn't matter what it looks like, the users are just gonna be so happy that you're solving it <laughs> and be like, okay, I'll, I'll give you my money. Thank you so much. And so that's the thing that you're you're sort of going after.
0: Hmm. Yes. And so it sounds like you're saying it doesn't have to be the most beautiful beta as long as it is functional and has a pretty good user experience and you're solving the problem. Exactly. exactly. Mm. And, and, and what you also made me think about is that you started with market research. So you started with really understanding where were those pain points and where were those white space opportunities. And you pretty much continued it throughout your process. So from every beta and every prototype, you ask users all along the way. And I think it's really important for a product, like an online product, to make sure that they're actually asking users, is this like the right experience? Is this the right features and things like that? So thanks so much for sharing that. I think a lot of people out there are gonna find value from what you just said. I hope so. And
1: I hope it helps sort of bring the next big idea out into the market.
0: It's been great talking to you. I do want to ask you what's next for LifeWeb360 and how can people find you? Yeah, so what's next for us is we're, we're
1: continuing to build our platform and, and create new features that make it you know easier and, and more of a delight to be able to celebrate the, your loved ones. That's, that's where we're, we're focused on um, and, and continuing to build out so those partnerships with the different institutions that we can help them provide value to their clients and customers like hospitals and hospices, even institutions like universities that may have, you know, students and faculty, things like that. Lots of different places along those lines. Um, but you can visit us at www.lifeweb360.com and, you know, check out what we have to offer. And you can also follow us and search for us, lifeweb 360 On Instagram and Facebook.
0: Well, I'll definitely be following you. Uh, Fortunately, I don't need you right now, but I want to at least be connected to you uh, so that when that time comes, I'm able to remember uh, where you are and who you are. So I'm sure our listeners will do the same. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me.